Hello, everyone. This is your host, Michelle. Welcome to another episode of Social Intercourse. Today is a special episode because it's one I don't get to do very often. I don't think I remember doing this last election because it's literally the day before Election Day. It's actually 11.47, November 2nd. HST, which is Hawaii Standard Time, so Election Day is actually tomorrow. We're going to talk about that. Welcome back, everyone. For starters, I don't have to tell you that this year has presented us with a lot of things we've never seen before, things we've never dealt with before, from politics to pandemics to just changing our lifestyle in such a way we didn't think it was possible in real life, at least most of us. With that said, being that this is an election year, I don't really have to tell you that people have been really busy on both sides, all sides, from blue to red to gold to green. People have been busy out there getting people to vote. And that's what this episode is about. It might be a little bit late, but hey, better late than never, right? I've been busy, I've been, there's been a lot of stuff going on in my life, and I got a few uh, new episodes coming out regarding that. But for now, let's stick to the issue at hand. And I want to keep this brief, as brief as I can. This won't be a long podcast. I don't foresee it being that long. So, this is what I know. And you can correct me if I'm wrong, but this is what I know. This is what I see. And what I see, first and foremost, that this, from all the polls, et cetera, et cetera, they're saying that the turnout is greater than 2016 prior to Election Day. And we know that, not 2016. It was 2016, yeah, 2016. So, 2016 presented us with two major party candidates that nobody really cared for. Let's be honest, Trump and Hillary Clinton, okay? Just to give you, whoever is listening overseas, just to give you an an overview of how that election year turned out. And we already know how it turned out. But for most people, and most people I've actually talked to personally, nobody really liked either one of those two candidates. And it was a significant reason why I chose the third party then. However, something has changed. As far as third-party choices, like I, I personally don't know any of them. 
I'm a big fan of Jill Stein. I was a big fan of Gary Johnson and of the Libertarian Party. Just to give you a little background. Uh, I don't know the Libertarian candidate that well to vote for her. I suppose voting for the party would be a different story. And I suppose if you really think about it, maybe people are voting more for a party versus the person. And this is the thing. I can't separate the two when it comes to Trump, for example. I just can't. As much as I try to, and I'm trying to understand, but I know for a fact that there are a lot of Trump supporters, not so much Republican supporters, but Trump supporters. And those are the, the core extreme right-wing persons that are just hell-bent on seeing him reelected, and I don't know you know I don't see why I would like somebody to enlighten me now I know as far as the party goes like of course there's things in the Republican Party that I value as well as the Democrat Party that I value, but it seems that those two parties have gotten more further apart in far as far as values, what they stand for, beliefs, that sort of thing. Which is why I normally don't vote blue or red. It doesn't mean that I won't haven't just means I normally don't. This election cycle in particular is a bit different though. And like I said, so I brought this up. I don't really know the candidates for the Green Party, the Libertarian Party, Joe Jurgensen, if you didn't know. She's actually on the ballot in all 50 states. If you don't know her, do a little research. Uh, I, for this election cycle, I was more focused on the red and blue as I normally don't, like I said, I don't normally vote red or blue, but I was like, you know what? If we're trying to get something done and, and if this is the election that we need to really do something not to say that hey if you vote third party your vote doesn't count that's not to say that at all i voted third party many times and people told me oh you wasted your vote like no i waste my vote i voted for what i thought was right i voted my philosophy i voted my beliefs now despite and this is the thing so I didn't want to bring this up, but the truth of the matter is the two-party system, which is the two parties that have been basically ruling or in power for the longest time in U.S. history, I think there was only one time third party won the election back in the day, you know. I think it was FDR. 
I saying that right? FDR or Theodore Roosevelt? I think it was Theodore Roosevelt. Anyway, look it up. Do your own homework. Predominantly, the blue and red have been in rule, have been in charge of the whole process, and and thus the the DNC and RNC was created, which makes it harder for third parties to even try to become anything within this realm of a duopoly system. That's my my reasoning that I don't normally vote blue or red is because a lot of the times they're owned by the same people. Corporations vote both ways to see one thing or another. Yes, I know a friend brought this up to my attention and I already know that certain parties have certain values, certain beliefs, like abortion. One big, biggest one being abortion, pro-choice, pro-life. People see it as black and white. I don't see it as black and white. Black and white. I don't really want to go into it. But I will say that both parties have something that that I hold is valuable. But being that we're on a topic of voting, because I kind of got carried away, went on this tangent. So this is what I have seen. And this is what makes me not proud to be an American because I am proud. But we have just in my lifetime and just in the past few elections, just watching these guys, watching these Trump supporters, a lot of these guys are zealots. And like I said, they're hell-bent on having this guy reelected. They'll go as far as to cause violence. And we're talking about a candidate that's supposed to be for law and order. Can you explain to me what that is? Law and order. Why has 2020 been such a year? Major protest, major injustice because and the reason behind the protest was injustice. But yet he doesn't answer the question. Why we why do we need law and order if that's just a band-aid. It's, it's, it doesn't solve the problem. If anything that I've seen is that you're making the problem worse. You're not solving the problem. And because you're not really acknowledging what the problem is, is why a lot of people see him as a racist. Because obviously he doesn't, he doesn't acknowledge racial injustice. Doesn't matter. Black, brown, anybody of color, it doesn't matter. Doesn't acknowledge it. This is what I've seen. Maybe years before he might have, I don't know. I I I don't it's not something that I see in his character uh from time to time. And usually when it comes to lifestyle, 
and belief and values is there's a consistency there. I don't see this as being consistent with his personality as not being a racist. More more so leaning towards being a racist, especially if he is giving these, you know, white supremacists, nationalists these quote unquote go aheads or standby orders or whatever you want to call it. Basically just riling them up, riling them up. Not really saying it, but kind of like on the side saying it. And he does this on TV, he does this in the media. And people say, well, it's social news. This is it's the media that makes them look like that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I, you know, mainstream media, I don't necessarily trust mainstream media, which is why I'm very selective in the media that I do consume regarding politics. Because mainstream media, much like the two party system, are owned by two parties corporations, that sort of thing. Believe it or not, <laughs> this is how it is. And it's become more blatant recently, but it's still in the low low. It's still in the down low. What I see is, I'm just calling the red party. The red party for some reason, are hell-bent on making sure that people's ballots aren't counted after Election Day. You know, historically speaking, and this is nothing new. You can look this up. You know, yes, your ballots are supposed to be in on Election Day at a certain time. However, because of the situation, pandemic, yeah, hello, we're in the middle of a pandemic, it's not getting any better, at least not in the US right now, yet Trump has said numerous times that mailing your ballot is basically setting, setting the country up for fraud, major fraud. I'm like, you know, I serve an active duty in the military and I have done absentee ballots and I'm like, if you listen to different uh, broadcasts, podcasts, whatever of people that are in similar situations absentee ballots have been a thing for many years, hasn't been an issue I mean, yes, stuff gets lost in the mail but he's basically saying what he wants to happen to yeah we want we want fraud we want somebody to do something so we can contest it and then that's the only way he can win you know aside from something major happening but i mean it doesn't look good for him and if you look at it you know somebody that really doesn't want you to vote that's what i see i see major voter suppression been a thing even prior to Trump. I don't know why the Red Party is doing this. I don't know why 
you know, it's gotten this, and it's it's gotten so bad, you know. It's like, well, and mostly affects people of color. And why is this? Why is this? Why is it? Why doesn't it not affect more white people? For example, but oh well, you know, gotta do this, gotta do that. And it's like making it harder for people to vote. You make it harder. They make it harder for people to vote. And people look at the in the blue party saying that they're the bad guys. Now I know there's a lot of there's a lot to that, but I'm sticking on the subject of election voting. They're not trying to suppress your vote. If anything, they want you to go out there and vote more. They want more people to vote, and especially people of color. Because we know that's going to make the difference. And young voters, Gen Z, millennials, we're going to be the first time in history we actually match the baby boomers. First time in history. If, as far as the voting, it's the first time we either match or outnumber the baby boomers. That's, that says something. Because I don't know, and I've said this before, but the politicians, they have been, a lot of their benefits or a lot of the things they're promising or has promised have been for older people, older generation. It's like for the now, we don't really care about the future. That's more of the red party. It's like, we don't really care about the future. We care about the now. We care about what's going to happen now. And that's the, the huge fault of the red party. Because environmental, you know, in the environment, for a perfect example, they, they, they've rolled back various regulations for the environment. I, you know, I think it's funny. It's not really funny, but I think it's just very ironic that then they say they're pro-life, yet when it comes to the environment, they don't give a shit. Now, Trump, and I listened to the the, the uh, debate, and it was just, this is horrible. The announcer asked Trump a question about the environment. He says, you know, this is what I want. It doesn't really answer the question. He's like, you know, we have the best and everything's the best. Blah, 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 blah. It's the best it's ever been. Really? Really? I mean, certainly not the worst. I don't see where us rolling back certain regulations on the environment is great for us if anything in 20 years time it's not going to be good for you know gen z and beyond that as well as millennials it's like well are we planning for the next 50 years or just planning for the next 10 i mean that's that's a very huge difference and not to say we should 
plan for one or the other, but really, we should be doing both. And this is why a lot of younger voters have been just, but personally, I feel like alienated, alienated because I'm like, you know, I, my voice is not really being heard, you know? Not for the red party, at least. At least the blue party offers some options. We have some options on the blue side. Red side, not, not so much. And I don't really get it. I don't get it because I get it, like I said, you know, from a perspective. They're trying to protect what was, bring back, you know, make America great, make America great again. That's their thing. I mean, great how? Great as in, like, how racist they were? Great as in bringing jobs back? Can't get that, but. No one's going to want to pay those prices, right? I mean, the whole point of sending jobs over to China, Thailand, whatever, was for cheap labor. And I was talking to a friend about this. I'm kind of jumping over the place, but I was talking to a friend, an actual co-worker and a friend, about how one of America's greatest... I guess the greatest fault and curse or blessing and the curse was that they found this cheap labor that was like almost like slave labor. They found this great resource of labor in, in China, wherever that was damn near like slavery. They could pay pennies on a dollar and get these electronics, objects, shoes, whatever. And that same something is now biting us in the ass. Because, hey, we wanted cheap labor. And now, all of a sudden, we don't like it. I mean, I like my electronics, but I do realize that also, a lot of this stuff was made very cheap labor. But you know, with anything else, with, with growing economies like China, eventually that cheap labor does isn't cheap anymore. Eventually, they get better at what they do as far as electronics. They've been, they've been a powerhouse with electronics, technology in general. And what the U.S. government is starting to realize is that because they've pretty much given the Chinese companies all this technology that now they're coming back and using it against us. The greatest blessing becomes one of the greatest curses. But it's also inevitable because that's how economies evolve. Such as the whole industrial area era, you know, 
that the UK was the great powerhouse and that changed. Then the United States became the great powerhouse. That's changing as we speak. And those in power would love to stay in power. We know, but we also realize that it cannot last forever. But I digress. We're talking about voting in elections. So please tell me something that I may have missed. Again, I wanted to keep this short and sweet, but my most important thing is that I want people to realize what's going on. The whole point I do these podcasts, I want people to realize what's going on. You know, why, you know, well, here's the question. Why are you voting? Why are you voting? And whatever party it may be, why are you voting for that specific party? Now, I can tell you my answer to the question because really, First, voting is a right. A lot of men and women died. So, you and I, white, black, Asian, Latino, Native American, whatever you may be in the United States, can vote. You have a right. There are people, there's a group of people, and I don't believe all. I don't believe everyone in the Red Party are evil people. But there are certain people that like nothing more than to suppress your vote. For whatever reason that may be, that's what they're that's what they are there for. They're to suppress your vote, they're to intimidate you, much like Trump and his party of zealots. That's a 100% truth. And if you don't accept that, you are truly blind. Now, I can, there's a lot of things I can get behind within the Red Party. I cannot get behind that. And to say it's not true, to say that in this multiple reports around the country, the Republican Party are, are filing legal action for ballots filed after Election Day for whatever reason. Which really means they're desperate to stay in power. And this is the only way they can do it. They, they, they can't do it any other way. So they find a legal way. A legal loophole. So your voice. Is basically. Invalidated. Neutralized for even does anything, you know. 
if that makes any sense. And it makes a lot of sense to me, so I can't support that. And I certainly can't support the dude that's running the whole thing. I can't. I just can't give on, dude. And I try. You know, when he first got voted in there, I just thought, maybe, you know, maybe he'll he'll make a change. Maybe he'll be, make some positive changes. Not all, not everything he's done is bad, but a lot of things are interest-oriented. For better or for worse. Overall, it hasn't really amounted to much, but the Red Party, you know, people that follow him, they say it's the best thing since fucking sliced bread. I don't see it. I don't see building a wall as being something, you know, spending millions and billions of dollars on a wall. I don't see it as a positive thing. I see this step in the wrong direction. That's what I see. And like I said, you can't really look at it as black and white. But you do judge a man, you judge a person by their character. What they do, not necessarily what they say, but yes, what they say is the same thing as what they do. And I don't like it. I don't like what he says. It's the same thing. I don't like what he's doing. And to me, the character ain't there for me. Some of the party's ideas... I can get behind, like I said, but I can't stand behind the dude, no matter what. Now you're probably asking yourself, could I 100% get behind Biden? The answer is no. However, I see potential. I saw potential when Trump got elected that eventually just faded into nothingness because of what he was doing. The things he said, the things he did, calling a whole group of people rapists and murderers. Racist. Racist things. Now, people say, you know, Biden is a racist. I, I, don't, I don't really know. I have followed a little bit of his history, so I kind of know. But he admitted some faults of legislator that was, you know, set forth a couple of decades ago, I think a few decades ago, uh, basically incarcerating people of color, especially black people. And I said it was a bad idea. I mean, it was, it was something he voted for then, but it's something he says, it's like, it's not a good idea now. Um, whatever that means, I don't, I don't know. What I do know and what I see is potential. I don't, Biden is probably the most vanilla candidate you can get. Kamala Harris, on the other hand, 
and some of the people that are behind them. That's potential. It's kind of like when Barack Obama was first elected. You know, he was very new. Nobody knew him. A lot of people thought he was going to be a failure as a, as a president, as a politician. A great politician, actually. And set forth some new things. Probably the youngest president. Yeah, I think he was the youngest president. The first mixed president. So I see potential. The red, what they stand for today, I don't really see much potential, though. Like I said, there's certain values I do um, stand behind. I just, I don't really see much potential there anymore. That's how that is. That, that's, that's how it is. Regardless, and just just get out there and vote. If you haven't already, I voted already. I voted last week. Sent my stuff in the mail. Bada bing, bada boom, done. If you haven't voted yet, you still have a chance. Get out there. Because today is the day. It's already Tuesday. So at 1225, so I'm doing this podcast right now. Just remember the questions I asked. Why are you voting? And why are you voting for the party you're voting for? That's it. I'm done. I mean, I I don't have much to say on this. My only thing was to encourage you to get out there. I don't care who you vote for. I mean, I do care, but mostly I care no matter what you believe about the voting system. I know there's issues. I know. We know there's issues. The popular vote don't mean shit sometimes, and that's unfortunate because there's electoral college which they came out with a long time ago, and I'm not sure exactly why it still exists. But that's a topic for a different day. Get out there. Do your duty as an American citizen. And vote. But you're right. If not, can't say much. You can, but you didn't vote, you know. So if you have a chance, get out there, do it. That's all I'm saying. This is your host, Michelle. Until the next time, cheers.